Welcome back to Sis the Podcast. I'm your host, Hey Aisha. New episode, same pod. This week, we are venturing deeper into our journey through sisterhood with comedian, fellow podcaster, author, Clark Atlanta graduate, and AT alien, Kendra Crump. Shout out to Outcast and all y'all listening from Atlanta. If you know, you know. Kendra has never really felt embraced and fully invited into sisterhood. She's experienced hurts, betrayals, discomforts, but still moves forward. I want to introduce you to Kendra and I want you to hear about her experience in her short intro in Act One. Hi, everybody. My name is Kendra Crump, born and raised out here in Atlanta. My experiences with sisterhood is it started off pretty great in elementary school, but it seemed as I've gotten older, it got pretty bad from the cattiness to women just leaving me for no reason, you know, great conversations, them drowning all of their problems on me as if I was their therapist. And I'm like, y'all going to compensate me? You know, I'm, I'm here, but I can't be here all the time. So now it's just like, few and far in between so it makes me wonder is it something that I've done wrong we are really going to delve deeper into her experience in sisterhood so buckle up let's go on this ride together again this week but first you know how we do this here let's hear about the feature business of the day so after these messages we'll be right back You guys need to get into Diamond in the Rough. It's a tale of a Miami native named Diamond and her abrupt relocation to Atlanta to make her dreams of becoming a chef a reality. Diamond fights to meet her goals and protect her purity while her sister Keisha fully embraces the lifestyle of strip clubs, sugar daddies, and fast living in Atlanta. This is a short and suspenseful page turning read. Purchase the ebook today. The links are in the bio and the ebook is only $5. It's 175 pages. Make sure you support Kendra today. And all of this information is in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, sis, we are back and you've already met Kendra in the first act, but now we're going to probe this question that she posed. Is it me? Why haven't the bonds that she was building with other women lasted? And why hasn't she been able to step into this sisterhood that we all brag about and proclaim about in a way that she feels is deeply seated or deeply reaching. So I have with me Kendra officially say hi to everyone. Hello, everybody. And Kendra, I just want to take a second to just thank you, number one, for taking the time to reach out to me because Kendra pitched me and she wanted to come onto the pod. We sat and we brainstormed and she said, is it me? And y'all know I'm always trying to challenge sisterhood and I'm always trying to hold it accountable and make it better. And I always talk about introspection. I think so many times when people are, when they're feeling left out of sisterhood, they talk about how females are trash or they're horrible and they talk about the problems, but I don't really hear as many people ask the question, is it me? And I don't think anybody should just blame themselves, but I do think it's important to do a self inventory when you're trying to figure things out. When she asked that question, my little heart and eyes and mind just lit up and I'm like, she has to be on this show. So thank you so much for inspiring me, Kendra. I really appreciate that. No, of course. And that's the great thing about brainstorming. You know, you, you definitely want to be able to figure out, okay, what works for this person? What works for that person? And I appreciate you even willing to have the conversation with me. So thank you. 
you. Yeah, I think we have to have these conversations more because like so many people talk about the power of sisterhood, but there are some people who feel like, you know what, I've never made those connections. And then everybody kind of just writes it off as like, oh, you know, it must be you. But no, we need to have these conversations more to fi to figure it out because even if we never talked again after today, I still would consider this moment as pivotal in my life and I still would have a certain amount of love and care to exercise towards you as a black woman as a fellow creative you know what I'm saying Most so it's like I I try to you know, just bring people in so that we can figure all this stuff out. First act, you talked about how your experience with sisterhood started out great. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about your early experiences with sisterhood? Yes, elementary. What a time to have been alive. I remember sleepovers. The only thing that you really get asked to do is just to make up your bed and get good grades. And I didn't do either correctly and I was just you know focus on you know everybody being my friend you know because I'm like in my mind or at that time I was like everybody's nice we all love each other we're all forgiving and I remember one of the key sayings that our teachers try to imprint in our you know engraving our brains which is do unto others as you want them to do unto you i get to middle school and now it's like middle school honestly was the worst years of my life that was really the start of my depression um my elementary school uh with parents divorcing was the beginning but it didn't hit hard like middle school i just remember you know transitioning from everyone being my friend to sleepovers to i remember the very first time somebody this girl uh she ended up becoming pretty popular later on down the line but she one day said to me you talk too much like sent me a text in sixth grade saying that hurt my feelings right and I was like wow okay you know and then more people started saying it and it came from women men I didn't have the issue with with the men right and I literally was very much distraught and taken aback because I'm like okay now it gets to the point where I'm in class and people are making fun of me for asking questions. Um, I remember moving to another school. There was a girl who we're going to call her Georgia. Okay. Cause I tried my best not to say people's government names. Cause I don't want no one on here getting sued. You know, I like you. I'm not going to do you like that on my podcast. I don't really care, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I'm it. not going to do that to you. <laughs> but Georgia, I remember Georgia. She was like, uh, before I got a chance to really watch Mean Girls, she was like Regina George. That's pretty much what she is. And she had her own clique and crew and everything else like that. And I remember having her make fun of me because I and this is the very first time that having to have a uh a, another you know young lady of color call my hair nappy oh you need to dress like this you need to dress like that basically making fun of me right because and, and still to this day still to this day and I know everybody there there's no such thing as you know like no matter what ethnicity that you talk to hang out with there's gonna be you know some level of hate amongst because people are just gonna be people right but still to this day I still have not had any um any uh, anybody else of any other ethnicity talk bad about my hair it's it's always always been black women you know always like that i 
and I've never still to this day have never had a, um, anybody else of another ethnicity call me a female dog. Always been black women. I'm talking about like as a term of endearment, like what's up B? It's always been like that. And I'm like, why do y'all do that? Even podcasters that I'm just meeting for the first time will do that, right? But I just remember in back in middle school with Georgia, how she would sit here and make fun of me. And then it was like, you know, I noticed that um, the whole jumping thing, I think that's been around since the beginning of time. But I never stood up for myself because I did not want to get jumped. I was afraid of having, you know, because when you lose a fight, you know how you, when you lose a fight, people are joning you for like the whole month. But someone said the best way to learn right. how to fight is just to fight. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to win them all. And don't believe people who win all the fights, right? So, of right. course, we're dealing with the rumors in middle school. We're dealing, and Georgia would, you know, come and, and you know, terrorize me and everything else like that. You know, um, a lot of that's, that's stuff starts from home i realize that a lot of it's immaturity we get to high school we're now dealing with people who are the cliques like i said the cliques are they start in middle school they get worse in high school i know i remember in middle school girls fighting over men and it got worse in high school and i'm like wow these girls are crazy you know you look at the man wrong you talk back to one of their homeboys oh they homeboy gonna send out one of the girls to try to you know handle you and i've been you know trying to get got handled a couple times i'm like because i stood up for myself like that to me was ridiculous right leaving high school now we're entering into college and it wasn't as bad i now we're dealing with oh okay i guess the girls have crushes on me but they were the ones who look like many fresh pop hold it down trick daddy and little boosie you know and i'm like oh no <laughs> this, can, can i get someone who looks like lisa ray or something like can, can i want to like like women this ain't making me want to like women this ain't working you know but now it's like okay i'm in college i'm at a community college i liked it there i'm having i feel like the sisterhood came back but at the same time those same people i was friends with in college like five years ago when I went to my community college and stuff um, like a lot of them were just social media friends now which is cool with me you know we'll like each other's posts and everything but it's to the point now where I'm gonna give you one little prime example of what happened to me I had and this was back in February of 2020 I remember I ended up coming across this because I'm the type of person I will sit here and hype you I'm like sis you look beautiful let me get you on my IG story that's what I love doing if you look good I will let you know okay I'm never gonna be a hater so I remember she we worked in around the same area she walks past I mentioned something about her style I said you look great and we exchanged numbers and we actually had a sister date and she told me that she sent me a, a, a long empathetic message saying Kendra I am so glad that you came into my life because I was praying and asking God to send me somebody who can complete me as far as with a good girlfriend because I've had issues with girlfriends and I'm like oh my gosh I felt special now of course everybody's gonna be like oh no save your alls okay it gets worse okay that was like okay the calm before the storm okay here's the storm we're out during a pandemic. This is in, and I made sure to keep up having a weekly conversation with her once a week, just to check in with her, right? Because if you you call me your your sister, we're 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 bosom buddies at this point, okay? So I remember sending her a message saying, "Hey, how's it going? Do you have availability this week for a call?" And she's like, "Well, not this week. I'm going through some things." I said, "Okay, not a problem. If you need prayer, let me know. If you want to talk about it, let me know." She's like, "Yeah, okay. No, most definitely I will." A couple of weeks go by. I hit her up again, and she told me that she, you know, still is going through life changes and she doesn't, you know, feel like talking whatever it might be. I said, "Okay, not a problem." 
And then I hit her up in June. I said, hey, are you available? This Like I said, that was the first week of May. I hit her up in June. Because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you're not going to leave me. I'm about to get a little vulgar with y'all. I'm just going to keep it real with you. We showed each other our boobs, okay? That meant we were, number one, we're, we're bosom buddies, literally. Come on now. Like, when you listen, you know it's an official stamp of sisterhood in a way. Or maybe because I'm a little freaky, okay? In, in my way of sisterhood, is we show each other our boobs or get a little naked with each other. We're we're like, this is we're close with each other. Don't you leave me. Come on now. You know what time it is. Back to the story. Back to the story. <laughs> So, so with that being said, I remember June, second week of June, she says to me a message. She says, she says, you know what, Kendra, I'm sorry, but I need space. When I asked her if, you know, you wanted, is everything okay? Can we talk? And she says, I need space. And I didn't know what that meant. Right. I thought I was like, oh, well, do you need a prayer? She never said nothing back to me. And she literally left me. I still need closure that was june 2020 hurt my feelings because i kept thinking to myself why would you just up and tell me send me a a long text message telling me how you're so happy god put me in your life and you leave me and i remember telling another friend of mine at the time who we worked together i let her know what happened and she says why would she just up and do that what type of friend is she i said i know tell me why she did the same thing to me she says i need space that was july of 2020 (laughs) I can laugh about this now. At the time, I couldn't. But it's like, right. now it's like, bro, you left me. And then there was another girl who we worked with each other. Um, or she had transitioned to another job. I told her about the both of those girls. And I said, do, do women do that to you? She's like, well, Kendra, women, they don't tell me that they need space. They just stop talking to me. And I'm like, really? So I would try to keep up in contact with her. I would, you know everything and then she just left me as well so it's like like i would have try to have a girl's trip you know with my um with different people and they would just stop talking to me i'm telling you i'm like i am literally not doing anything wrong i i literally and again if i could give you so many different stories we'll be here till the next day you know but i i know time is limited and everything else like that i'm just giving you a few within the last like year or so I'm letting you know what happened again I don't know what that's about and someone had said maybe with the first girl it's one of those things where you ask God to send you somebody and when God sends it to you you realize it's more than you can handle I say but really but why would you just up and pray you know because she seemed like she had her life together but no she doesn't like none of my posts on social media none of that I'm like oh okay well hey it's fine listen you gonna see my face one way or the other I'm going to Hollywood okay without selling my soul so you gonna see like oh yeah Kendra was my friend no I wasn't and I just I try to be your friend. You wasn't mine. I'm done ranting. I'm done ranting. (laughs) But first of all, thank you for being so vulnerable and just sharing it, just being so candid. Um, Because I do think that might be some of the stuff that's missing, right? Like you, you, if people are able to be vulnerable and to just like be who they are and share who they are, and it's a safe space that both people can do that. You don't get in situations where people have to ghost. You know, I've thought about, this and I have I had a friend who she she asked me for money mm-hmm. and that I, I have money issues and mm-hmm. now I've gotten to the point where I start to tell people that now but at that time I was not that evolved and she literally it was just so random how she asked me for money it was like good morning can I have this and I'm sitting here like sis like you know I would never ask you for this one And then you got a whole man, you got a daddy, you got all these (laughs) other people you could have asked for money before it came to me. And but then I felt convicted. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, maybe she really needed it. And you're being a jerk. And you. so I just dealt her the money. 
Like, I don't know. Because I'm like, I recognize, you know, you have money triggers, money issues. Mm -hmm. Stop being a jerk. Help this girl out. Like I had known her for a couple of years, but there was another side of me is like, I have a, fr a, a friend group of girls. We've been friends since ninth grade. I have people that I've been friends with since I was in middle school. You know what I'm saying? And none of them have never, and I don't think would ever ask me for money. So I was like, but then this person I've only known for like three or four years, she's asking me for money. So I would be honest. I was, after I gave her the money, she didn't even say thank you. She never paid me back. I got pissed off. I stopped talking to her mm -hmm. and I like she would reach out to me and stuff. And I just ignored her for a while. Um, mostly not because I didn't feel like I was going to talk to her again, but I was mad and I didn't know how to say it without being mean because I know that money is a trigger for me. And boy, I will cut you over a dime. I ain't even going to lie. It's, it's keeping it real. You keeping it real. Since, listen, I saw talking to people. They don't tell me happy birthday. And I let them know the day before it's my birthday. So listen, I understand, sis. I understand. <laughs> but I, I revisited it and I came back and I prayed about it. And I realized that my, first of all, how was she to know that I had a money trigger? Because I never told her that. I had a buddy trigger. And I think I brought that whole story up to say, you keep it real. Like, I don't know you like that, but we've had some real conversations just in the short time of us getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people aren't used to that. And it makes some people uncomfortable. I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm just trying to accept people. And I see having different people in my life being like, salt or uh spice some type of herb like i need different kind of friends and different personalities around me that's what makes life interesting right but it's like some people see that and they get scared mm -hmm. they get you know they don't like it it makes them uncomfortable maybe they get offended by something you say but it's one thing to get offended right you gotta tell the person like hey sis like i know you were joking but when you said this this it hit me some kind of way mm -hmm. and i gotta work on why that hit me some kind of way but i just wanted you to let wanted to let you know that that goes back to being vulnerable a lot of people just they they can't do it it's, and it's hard mm -hmm. like you know they'll laugh and joke through the moment and then later on be like mm, she was talking and then don't want to talk to you no more after that you know so it could be something like that it could be it who knows? But I feel like it has, going back to the question, is it me? I think it's great that you asked that question because we all have to work on ourselves mm -hmm. and we all have to like, you know, the whole thing of like, if, if it's happening all the time, it could be something within you. So yes, it's important to ask that question, but I think it's also important to remember that, you know, it has a lot to do with them too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is it you? Yes. Is it them? Yes. That's also the answer. Two things can be true at the same time. You know, who knows why that happened with those young ladies, but I'm just hoping that you will come across more people who have more in common with you and who can um, truly step in and be the kind of friend that you need as well too. And that's very true. And that's actually very true. Um, and you know what? I'm going to keep it real with you. I am at peace about it. I have learned to become at peace because what the right women who are supposed to be in my life are will come in my life. And me getting upset, me trying to learn, like, okay, questioning that person, for what reason? If I never, and I have to, even if I never get closure from uh, with the uh, first woman, then I just have to learn to be okay. If, if it's meant to be, meant to talk about, we'll, we'll talk about it. 
you know, that's how I've learned. That's yeah, that's good right there. I got to say, because I remember um, I had this girl who was supposed to be my friend and we were roommates for a short period of time. And I just recently forgive forgave her because it was a lot of stuff from lying from saying you lost the rent but you didn't and I'm scrambling to bring it up but you really just taking that money and doing whatever you what you want with it and you know just just being trifling like I found all of this stuff out you know later on and then I moved out and um and she tried to like smear my name and stuff after I moved mm -mm. out and I was angry mm -mm. with her I was so well, angry. so did you did you almost open up a can of whoop on her or like was she one of those people once you open up the can she's gonna call the police because you know you got women out here who don't follow the street rules <laughs> <laughs> well you know what I didn't want to because we have so many mutual friends mm -hmm. right and I've always been one who was like, okay, I ain't no killer. Just don't touch me though. As long as you don't touch me, we're not going to fight. Mm -hmm. I don't, my, both my parents are fighters. They like, it's like they hear a bell, ding, 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 beep, beep, beep. They from Detroit. <laughs> they will mess them. I've seen both of my parents mess somebody up. You know what I'm saying? You know? And so I never wanted to be like that. I was like, why are y'all so angry all the time? Like I just, I saw it as like being negative. So I would always try to take like the high road. But you learn that some people, their high road is permanently under construction. So it's no, there's no way to take the high road with them. And at the time I walked around with so much anger and unforgiveness and just being mad at her for so long. I'm sitting here, I would see like, I remember one time she came up like people you may know because we have a lot of mutual friends. And I just seen her and I was just like, mm, this bitch, she, mm. You know, I was still mad. And I said, and then I'm sitting here like, girl, it has been, this happened in like 2008. Mm. Okay. We are in a whole new time. You don't even wow. live in Miami anymore. Let it go, sis. Like, let it go. And, and you, she, you know? she's living rent free in your head and she's not even thinking about you. She's gone on with her she, life. Exactly. She's going on with her life. And I never stood up and said, I didn't like when you do this. I didn't like when you did that. So I took the time. I literally wrote in my journal a letter to her of why I was mad because I think I had been mad for so long that I forgot why I was even mad to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, I wrote that and then I took it out of my journal and I literally just like burnt it up because mm -hmm. that was representation of that being gone out of my life after that, you know, and I've been okay with her ever since. Like, not to say, now that doesn't mean that we're going to be besties like I'm going to fly to Miami and braid her hair, but I don't hate her and I shouldn't be hating anybody. And I, I wouldn't say I hated her, but I it was a high level of disdain that I held for that woman. And, and you said it earlier, you can't hold on to stuff like that because it only ends up making you sick mm -hmm. in the end, mm -hmm. you know? So I had to create my own closure with her um, and I don't know if I'll ever want to like be cool with her or whatever, but life is too short for me to say, I'm not talking to this person and I'm not doing like, I, I just don't care. Like, and, and that brings me to the place where you, where you are, where you're just like, you're at peace. Like what will be, will be. And what is for me is for me. And what's not is not, mm -hmm. you know? And you know, something but, else, is, once you finish what you're saying, something else just came into my head as well. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I was going to ask you a question. So go ahead and tell me what, what you got on your mind. And also I was, I was going to say um, as well that I've learned over time, you can do nothing wrong and people will just stop talking to you. 
you know, people come into your life for a reason, season, and a lifetime. And I think the thing is friend soul ties. I don't know if you believe in that soul ties, period. Friendship soul ties are a real thing, man. Like I literally would would sit here and and obsess over a person that and, and just want to be around that person, keep on talking to that person because I really real deal enjoyed our conversation. I real that the way that they made me feel and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I think I, I need a man or something like this because this is ridiculous. I'm just over here thinking about this person and, and I, you know, whatever it might be. So like I said, the friendship soul ties and I don't, that's hard. I have to like, I've learned like, okay, okay, Kendra, it was just a dream. It means nothing. It was good. They complimented your hair. That doesn't mean nothing. I have to remind myself this. You know what? I definitely believe in soul ties, but I never took a second to really sit and think about it from a friendship perspective. It's always formed through like relationships, like romantic relationships. So I, I do, but now that you mention that and you bring it up, yeah, I can see the possibility for that. I think um, I always define myself as like a low maintenance friend. So I have friends, like I love everybody and I care about everybody, but I have like, like I don't need to talk to people all the time to consider them like my friend. And it's just because not because I don't want to talk to them all the time. I'm busy. You know, like I'm working a lot. I'm trying to pay off these daggone student loans, mm-hmm, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm constantly working. And so it's like sometimes I'm not like I have seasons where like, yo, we're going to talk all the time. I'm going to be in your DMs all the time. But then now I got to hunker down and like it's going to be three months of like working 60, 70 hours a week, you know, um, until that time of fun comes back again. So I noticed that sometimes that could be like really hard for people who meet me in that fun season and saying like, hey, you know, I'm, I got more time right now, but like in a few months, like I'm not going to have any time. So let's do as much as we can together now before you ain't going to see me for a while, you know, but before it used to cause problems because I wouldn't say anything. Like I would just, you know, go and disappear. And then people would be like, oh, she's acting funny. And I'm like, whoa, why are you mad? Like, I didn't get it. Cause I'm thinking everybody got to work like this, you know, mm-hmm. but really not everybody does. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I got myself in trouble with student loans. So that's why I have to work like that, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it, it is, um, it's a real thing. And ev- we're all at different places in our lives. We're all fighting different things. I can get it too, because when you're vulnerable and you let people in and you tell them like your inner hurts and that, to me, especially like even in romantic relationships, I don't think I was hurt. Like when somebody cheated on me, like, yeah, that hurts. But it's like when somebody does something like that and you were connected to them, like I had an ex who we were friends, like we were genuinely friends. Like we would finish each other's sentences. That was the first time I ever had that. And it hurt more being betrayed by him than it did so many other Mm -hmm. people or having problems with other people. Because it's like, he knew my fears. He knew, you know, my dreams like i had really let him in a way that i hadn't let other people in Mm -hmm. so yeah that i do think that's why friendship hurt hurts because a lot of times with other women we will tell them stuff like secrets and stuff and it's just like to then be so bare and so open and raw with somebody and then have them act like they don't know you the next week yeah that that's Mm -hmm. That's a lie. You got me thinking in a way that I wasn't thinking. Hey, listen, now, hey, hey, you never know who who who's who you bring on the podcast, man. They could they can get you to really start thinking and start doing certain things. So no, I understand. Hey, listen, that's, I I try to impute something, you know. No, I appreciate that. I want to go back to your middle school experiences, right? 
mm-hmm. because your experience it sounds a lot like my sister's experience right mm-hmm. and so my I got an older sister she's about 15 years older than me I grew up partially in LA and then I grew up in the suburbs in this place called the Inland Empire so I went from being in Los Angeles I guess what people call South Central or South mm-hmm. LA it's nothing but black kids and I remember like getting bullied and stuff like that Um, but I also have friends and stuff but like kids want to fight you just for no reason because they're like I remember this one girl wanted to fight me because I, I had a dad and I was wait wait yo wild she I was like oh my dad does this and do that and she was like oh I don't know my dad so I just assumed like you're mad at me now you don't like me because I just told you my dad was doing this and then she went on this thing of like you know seeing my parents pick me up in a Cadillac oh you're rich you're spoiled you know what I'm saying I'm just like my mama just told me I couldn't have this thing I'm not rich you know that's what but I didn't realize that like it's different levels to this money thing you know what I'm saying back I was super young so I I had you know some negative I got black eyes I got stuff like that and then I had positive experiences too but when I moved to the IE the Inland Empire out where I'm at now I girl I was like getting called the n-word you would never think that I I went to um elementary school in the 90s so like that's you would never think that you would be going through that in this what they were saying a post-racial society or whatever but i'm trying to think how that experience because you said only black women had done these things yeah and so i had like neg my the reason why i think i had so many close friendships with black women was we were one of few like you get excited when you see a new black girl on campus it's like oh my god you know, and then not all the black kids knew each other and we were friends and stuff like that. So maybe that's why my experience, like we didn't have time to, I mean, as we got older, some of them got stupid. Okay. For sure. There were some dumb ones, but I think early on when it was less of us out here, we kind of like had to be friends maybe because we were all getting the same stereotypes getting called ghetto, getting told to go back to Africa mm-hmm. and, you know, all kind of stuff like that. So I'm trying to wonder now, like, I'm going to have to explore that because how was your, was there a lot of diversity where you went to school? Uh, a lot of times it was like black, you know, then I went to a white area um, and then I started hanging around white people, you know, over the course of time and everything else like that, unless there was a wigger, <laughs> but still, with that, like, I, even with the Wiggers, like, they never called me the B word. They just said the N word around me. And I'm, and like, oh, not like, God. even not even with around me, like a couple of them around me, but then like around a group of other black folks. And I'm like looking around like, bro, is nobody going to say nothing? Say, what you say? Don't say that around me. Do that with somebody else. Right. Not around. Don't, don't do that. But other than that, like I said, they never called me that. They would just be in just in general talking about, you know, their kids and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, and since, since we're on that, shout out to all the white mamas who don't know how to do black hair. Just want to let you know that. Just want to give a shout out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of y'all. Special <laughs> shout out. A special shout out. Yo, that's wild. Like, yeah, I couldn't, that, that would have, in that environment that I went to school in that would cause a a, I don't care if you was down that would have caused like a riot like somebody would have been fighting because it was always like black versus Mexican black versus white it was always some type of tension we talked about we had a conversation during our brainstorming about how we feel our relationship with our moms and maybe the women who reared us and I'm always I ask this to everybody I want to know how do you think that relationship or even how you saw them handle friendships etc 
impacted your approach to sisterhood? My mother, she would have certain friendships, you know, for that extended for, you know, that she had for extended period of time. The only issue was that, you know, they just fell to the wayside or so, you know, or she only told me what she would tell me. Uh, not really go into depth about <clears throat> the what exactly really happened with certain people, you know. So I just, um, as time progressed, uh, my mom would it would get to the point where she parents always say, "Hey, you know, you can stay in my house as long as you want to," but at the same exact time, they don't want their kids staying in their house until you know the old days where the woman would leave the house when a man married her. You know, now it's like you have to leave. I don't care what's going on, type of stuff. But at the same exact time, my mother is never growing up. She never called me out of my name. You know, as time progresses, she she just got angrier with me like in my adulthood and i'm like she's just tired she had me in her 40s so she's tired of of dealing i guess with me being you know uh living with her and stuff i think that's what it's come down to but she just has gotten angrier over the years don't know where it's come from because i will always i used to think like if you are praising and worshiping god all day you would act accordingly but a lot of times it'd be the people in church who are some of the worst people i don't i don't uh almost you know i almost like beat up this one church lady who i thought me and her were cool you know and then she got upset with me over over something that she thought i did accuse me of and it never was me still to this day she will not um talk talk to me at at all she will not talk to me at all you know she'll walk past me i'm like lady that was like five years ago you're still upset but i think the thing is sometimes you know a lot of times the elders are stuck in their ways and you just have to learn to be at peace about them like you want to still be upset for something that you was in the wrong for doing okay all right that's fine i didn't had another elder she was i think in her 60s or 70s and she got upset with me because i didn't say miss before her first name and i just said her first name I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was that big of a... Like, she stopped talking to me and somebody said, yeah, the reason she's mad at you is because you didn't say miss, you know, for her first name. So, I don't know. Like I said, to me, it's 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 ridiculous. I'm like, why do I have to hear this through third parties and then remind and made me realize a lot of women do not get better as they get older. That's always the goal for me, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I do think it's true. I think that, you know, some people kind of get stuck. They don't keep moving. They don't keep reaching for higher, you know? Um, but I feel like the minute you stop learning, expanding, and growing, you kind of die, even though you're still here. You stop living, you know? Man, it just keeps coming back to like people getting their feelings hurt and not speaking out about why their feelings were hurt, mm -hmm. you know? Because it's like, okay, she's mad that you didn't call her miss, but really, okay, what's the whole thing under that? It's something under that. Like you feel like, oh, maybe she, maybe she feels like you don't respect her. But like, how would anybody know if you don't sit and have this conversation and say, hey, Kendra, I want to talk to you about something, you know, instead of just like, mm, instead of just throwing people away, you know, and, and so, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you got to throw them away. Like old girl in Miami, mm -hmm. you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Not to say I shouldn't be walking around holding grudges with her, but that friendship did need to end because it wasn't serving me well, mm -hmm. you know? And it really, honestly, like, could you even call it friendship if it's not edifying and helping you feel better or be better or being a safe space to begin with? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really think you can call it sisterhood if, if, it's negative and toxic and making you feel depressed, you know? That's true. With all of the hurts that you feel you've gone through and how do you heal from that? Because you've talked about healing and you've talked about resolving these things. So for someone who's listening, who may be going through the same thing and having a very similar experience, what have you done to 
heal from that and to get to this place where you're at peace? I have um, just tried to really to think good thoughts. I try not to allow people to live rent free in my head. I talk to people about, you know, what's going on. They give me the best solutions. I'm like, hmm, okay, cool. You know, and I just hope that the few people who leave my life, I hope God brings more people in. You know, I wish there was like a more profound answer, but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Cause you know, you, you just I try mean, not to just get upset and sit here some of the most profound things are hella simple though mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's just be honest it's like we can say all these big fancy words but at the end of the day the most profound stuff is usually pretty simple and it ain't nothing to it but to do it right mm-hmm. that's true no that's actually very true that's very true uh, so look i want you to talk about things that you're working on i want you to plug yourself let these people know how they can support you and follow you so guys i made it my goal to you know have a book out you know at some time uh before i turned 30 which is like you know about five years from now or so and man 30s approaching this is scary uh anyway <laughs> so i told myself to have a book so i have a book it is all it's it's out but it's not completely out but i want you guys to go look this up it's gonna be on amazon at some point all right i did make sure before the uh, year ended um you know back in december 2021 um i said okay i'm gonna pull you know uh, publish a book and so i just have to wait till it gets all reviewed and all that other type of stuff but it's gonna be called diamond in the rough okay so diamond with a regular D-I-A, not with D-Y-M apostrophe. I'm not doing all that crap, okay? D-I-A-M-O-N-D-N-I-N, okay? D as in the rough, R-O-U-G-H. And it's just like Diamond in the Rough, Kendra Crump. So if by the time this comes out, if you guys go and look for it on Amazon, it's not up there, make sure you replay this episode back and go and look for it, you know, before the year is over because it's going to be up there. And tell a friend and tell a friend, okay? It's 187 pages last I checked. It's not that bad of a read okay you can read it it's good suspenseful it's urban you know all that good stuff and um i do comedy but i ain't really doing comedy right now because i gotta go back to school and yeah school's a little bit more important than my five minute joke sets that nobody's paying me to do there it is <laughs> dope and how can they keep up with you online because you got instagram you have youtube so let them know where to find you instagram is the kendra crump show so d is in the k-y-n-d-r-a-c-r-u-m as a mary peas and paul show s-h-o-w my youtube is kendra crump k-y-n-d-r-a space c-r-u-m there it is there it is and as always you know i got you in the show notes so make sure you check the show notes and i'll make it easy for you um and hopefully by the time this airs we'll have her book published so you can just click that link right on there and and get the book diamond in the rough kendra crump everybody thank you kendra thank you so much you know what sis it's important for us to hear stories from various perspectives. While there may be a majority of us who feel that sisterhood has been revolutionary to our lives and has helped us move forward in a way that we really cannot explain, there are some of us who feel left out. There are some of us who feel broken by sisterhood. There are some of us who just simply can't relate to what we celebrate. I'm so thankful that Kendra came onto the show to share her perspective because that is the goal of this show. 
I want to elevate the voices of the women who feel like they've been left out of sisterhood. Yes, I want to celebrate sisterhood. Yes, I want to champion and talk about the golden moments in the sun that so many of us can relate to. But I also want to leave from the margins for those who feel like they've been left out on the art outskirts. And I want us to brainstorm and think about ways that we can be better. I really want to challenge us to think and go inward and think about, is it me? Not just when someone doesn't like us, but when we don't like somebody. Instead of saying this person talks too much or this person just doesn't mesh well with me or this person is different or this person is weird. I want you to think about how you feel about that individual and what's under that. Do they mirror you in some type of way that makes you feel uncomfortable? Do they talk too much because maybe once you were told the same thing and instead of bucking up against that, you complied and shrunk yourself and silenced yourself. I want us to examine these feelings. And now, sis, I'm not saying you have to like everybody. Lord knows it ain't easy relating and getting to know people. I'm just encouraging you to do some introspection, no matter where you are in this conversation or who you are in this conversation. Do some introspection, keep an open mind, and most importantly, keep an open heart. I hope that Kendra finds the love and sisterhood and community that she deserves. I hope that she gets the kind of friend that will listen and show up for her the way that she is willing to show up for others. And anyone who has a similar experience, I hope that you find the same thing too. I hope that you heal from any of the hurts that you have felt in the past. And for those of us who may be the ghoster or who may be the person who's a little bit more scrutinizing or critical, I hope that you can be vulnerable and share your feelings in a way that you never have before. And I hope that you can open up and I hope that you can open up and give the same type of grace that you hope to receive from others. Until next time, sis.